Freebooters Network. Hi, this is Devin Truck with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another issue of Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. We hope you enjoy the show. And it's rigging a book and I'll be there. All that I can find. Superman or Green Lantern ain't got another Hello and welcome to issue 31 of Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. My name is Ian Clark and I am joined as always by the professor of podcasting, Mr. Andrew Howard. Andy, how are you tonight? I am quarantining. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, everybody is. Um, yes. No, I'm doing great. Um, I'll tell you, everybody is podcasting. I, although I did hear something super funny the other day. One of my favorite podcasts, uh, I think you listen to it sometimes too, Stuff You Should Know. Sure. Uh, yep. They're now recording from their basement. Uh, at least Josh's or Chuck, I can't remember which one said it. Um, and he said, after 12 years of professional podcasting, I am now podcasting from my basement. <laughs> <laughs> which is so, where I am right now. No, right, not, exactly. Yeah. Not I Chuck's think that's where basement. I, that would be weird. Right. It would be weird. I think <laughs> a lot of people um, podcast from the basement. So I just thought it was super, super funny um, that that happened. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, pretty much everything I listen to. A lot of them were remote anyway, like FilmSack. Those guys all live in different parts of the country, so that was obviously done over, over Skype or, or Discord or however they do it. And um, But yeah, there's a few that, that I listen to that I know were like face-to-face or in a studio or whatever that are – and you can't tell any difference in the sound quality or things like that. There's, I think sometimes there is a little bit of a dynamic difference, though, because when you're – face-to-face you can kind of react and you can kind of almost see when somebody else needs to is, is ready to make a point or things like that i mean you and i do a video call so that's um, just because i want to see your pretty pretty mouth <laughs> <laughs> all right and get weird again uh we have a few things to talk about before we start the regular segments uh andy you had something you were going to discuss so why don't you go first because i don't even know what it is okay so do you know who christian cooper is uh, it's the sound, name will sounds a little yeah, familiar. Yeah, sounds okay. familiar. Christian Cooper is the bird watcher from Central Park from a couple weeks ago. Uh, he was bird watching in a section of Central Park where dogs are not allowed to be off leash. He saw a woman with her dog off leash. Oh, she basically yes. accused him of attacking her. Um, he had the whole thing on video. What a lot of people don't know is Christian Cooper used to be a writer and editor for Marvel. Um, and his sister actually is too. But one of the things, and this is, this came up um, as soon as the Christian Cooper story came out. So it's kind of neat that that guy has, you know, he does now like, like biomedical literature or something, something super, super boring. But apparently, <laughs> do you remember the Marvel swimsuit issues? At I all? do. Not okay. that I purchased them, but I know that they existed. Okay, so <laughs> apparently Christian Cooper is responsible for one of the funnier runs of the Marvel swimsuit issue. Apparently he was the editor one year where they decided to start dropping in uh, much more uh, male uh, swimsuits <laughs> with very skimpy bikinis in them and stuff. <laughs> And so one year he just dropped a few in and that, and then the next year, like more than half the catalog was guys instead of girls as kind of like a way of letting Marvel know that that was like this whole idea was ridiculous. Like <laughs> um, there is one of Namor 
Um, who barely who, wears anything anyway. He, he's he's coming out of the water. He has a seashell on. <laughs> Strategically placed. I, I right, guess. right, right, right. Um, yeah. But then there's like there's one of like Doctor Strange like laying down in a speedo like in inside <laughs> his sanctum, sanctum sanctorum, sanctum. <laughs> and it's raining outside. But because he has magic, he's like summoned a sun in there. Um, there there's one of Thor. Oh my God, it is it's hilarious. Like it is. I think they uh, they finally there's one of Luke Cage. It's just his like upper back and butt, and he's breaking a chain behind him um and flexing his butt muscles like it is it's exactly what it was supposed to be like That's funny. uh it was it was basically saying hey if you're gonna if you're gonna exploit women and try to uh, uh titillize people with that we're gonna do the same thing with some of these guys as well so i again i would have never been able to read this story if it wasn't for that bigoted lady in uh in central park because they never would have brought up uh christian cooper um so that is the one kind of silver lining of that story in my opinion <laughs> that's funny um i'm gonna pause real quick here i think you might need to push the mic away just a little you're still popping a little bit there right. there i can still hear you good so cool i think it's cool. just the pop um okay and i made a made a little edit no here okay here we go yeah, it's funny, and uh, kind of along the same vein of everything that's happening socially within the country right now, there is a movement from Jerry Conway, one of the co-creators of the Punisher character, uh, who along with Ross Andrew uh, created the character, to legally take the Punisher logo back, which is kind of interesting. It has become – it's been sort of co-opted by uh, some members of the police force over the past few years, and that's started to really rub a lot of people the wrong way and, and to the point where one of the creators is, is wanting to take legal action because – and, and I, we don't need to get into a whole thing about, about good cops, bad cops, any of that. But the point of the matter is the Punisher is a judge, jury, and executioner. He is a vigilante. He is not something that police should aspire to, in my opinion. That is not your job as a police officer to to be all of those things. So I think I think this is an important thing. I think it, I think it really should happen because that's not that symbol and, and that character is not about what the police do. He's a, he's something different. He is a he's a vigilante. He operates outside the law, and that is not what police agencies should do so i don't know what are, what are your thoughts on that again even they've addressed this before inside of punisher like mm-hmm. um in the comics he, yes in the comics so yeah it's it's one of those things where you know everything that's happening aside um in general you we shouldn't view police officers as a punisher like character um at all you know, if anything, they should be more like I'm trying to think of somebody like Elastic Man or pla- like <laughs> Plastic Man, just like, you know, completely harmless and but always striving to be good and do good. Um, yeah, not the Punisher. That's Frank Castle is not who you strive to be as a as a police officer. Yeah, I don't like Frank Castle's designed as an anti-hero. Like, yeah. 
like you don't you don't pick anti-heroes as your heroes for the police force. Yeah, he's literally trying to kill Spider-Man in his very first appearance. <laughs> who obviously has his issues with the police as well, but <laughs> that's a whole other that's a whole yeah. other topic. So, um, all right. Yeah. So yeah, we did just a couple things we wanted to to touch on before. Was that it? Did you have anything else? I I have one other thing too. Oh. I don't know if you have you been reading anything about the whole Diamond DC thing. I know we mentioned it last month, but it has officially split. Exploded. Yeah, they have yeah. like, but like just gave Diamond three weeks notice. Like, so there's a there's a couple independent stores out there that are worried about how they're going to do this because for all of having one distributor. Um, what it meant was comic book stores only had to go to one distributor for all of their comics. Now, if you got to try to figure out multiple distributors and the one article I read was from uh, mile high comics. Um, and basically he said where his store loses money is on new issues. Um, because if he orders them for people and those people don't want them, he has to figure out what to do with them. Um, so trying to manage that across multiple distributors, and I get it. There are plenty of retail businesses out there that have to deal with multiple distributors. Uh, but just thinking about the people that I knew in retail, if they could work with fewer, and you must know this too, Ian, um, through uh, PLM, like if you can deal with less distributors, yeah, you may play a markup for that, but you also know that you're only making one phone call, you know, to figure out where your product is. Yeah, yeah, it is tough. Um, yeah, it's and again, I don't, I don't pretend to know. I think I mentioned this last time we talked about. It. I don't pretend to know the ins and outs of, of business or or the comic, you know, owning a comic shop and stuff. But I, anything that makes it more difficult is. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping DC knows what they're doing with this, and that it'll be a smooth transition, and it and it won't be something that negatively affects fans or or shops and things. But um, yeah, it's a it's it's definitely an interesting twist because I think I mean we had talked about it, but it it did just kind of all of a sudden come down kind of quickly. I think. Yeah, it was it was basically earlier this week. Um is when they finally did it. And again, from what I was reading, you know, it's one of those things where it seems like DC, it, some of it has to do with the fact that they're now owned by AT&T. Um, and that part of that whole kind of side of the business is hemorrhaging money because of what's happening with COVID-19. And they're looking for ways to kind of cut, cut expenses. Um, and their deal with Diamond just, wasn't you know wasn't where they thought it was but is it one of those things where they're shooting themselves in their foot because now they're not going to have kind of that distribution to individual uh stores for that direct market and you know i know that you know there's a lot of you know there's batman the animated series there's all these dc things out there that are beyond the comics but if you don't have some of those staples to go back to to kind of bring in new fans or to kind of drive them to like introduce new characters you know i wonder i wonder if they are potentially kind of shooting themselves in the foot and to be honest their kind of film franchise stuff was not as strong as marvel now their tv stuff is awesome but even there they've had some fits and starts too so 
we'll see. Yeah, yeah, time will tell, I guess, with that. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. Yeah, there's just I I was surprised because it's been so slow with new comics coming out uh, that what I've been doing more is reading about the comic book industry more than I ever <laughs> used to. Yeah. Uh, thanks to your recommendation and uh, our buddy Dan uh, Roberts as well. I've I've watched a bunch of the comic tropes uh, videos as well. Hey, so. do you know what I just found out? So I I heard him mention this in an episode. He's originally from Massachusetts. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah, I tell, didn't either. Couldn't tell where yeah. he lives. I think he's on. I thought he was out in California. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah. Now I want to like. Uh, there's not a lot out there on who he is, uh, but. Yeah, I thought that was so neat. Like he's yeah. like, yeah, I grew up because uh, oh, it was um, he's reading basket of uh, basket full of heads. Oh, um, okay. Uh, and he mentioned like it's set in a Maine. He said I I kind of get that. I, I grew up in Massachusetts. So I was like, what? Like, yeah, because he's doing basically a short pull. He was doing a pull list for a couple weeks to try it out. Uh, now he's actually been interviewing uh, artists the last couple weeks, which has been neat. Yeah, I've mostly gone back and watched some of the older ones. It's funny he'll do. He'll do something – he has some weird pronunciations that – I don't want to say they bother me, but they make me go, I have never heard anybody pronounce it like that. Like, for example, from Moon Knight, he says Moon Knight. He emphasizes night rather than Moon so – he, uh, he I, I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and there was another one where he – it was another one where I was like, I was like, that's a weird way to pronounce that. I, I mean it's not – technically wrong it's just it's just not how i would do it so that's just so a couple of things like that have caught me off guard but yeah no overall i like his um i like his videos and, and there have been some really good ones so yeah um yeah definitely uh recommend checking those out cool, all right any, cool. anything else we'll move on no that was it that was it nice all right currently humanity looks to the internet for its information we have stood at the edge of despair, and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts, and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. Got it, 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 got Okay, welcome into the poll list where we discuss our current reading, and I'm not usually doing a ton of current reading with new stuff anyway, but Andy usually does, but without much new stuff coming out, uh, let's see let's see what we can talk about, because I've definitely been reading, I've been reading a ton, but uh, what, well, uh, what have you got? So based on last month, um, somebody, you had picked... Um, What's his name? Is your it somebody? was Gru. Gru was less. Now, did you go back and read any of that? I haven't. I haven't. Devram from the uh, network shared with us some things, and I have not had a chance to dive into that yet. And I did take a look at some Gru stuff, but I have not. I have not picked anything up yet. Did you? I did. It it was okay. Um, it is. 
I think I would have liked it more like as a teenager. Uh, yeah. It's there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not, <laughs> it's not my style. Like I'm yeah. part of the problem now is that I don't, I don't, I look at comic books as an excuse to read again. Like I haven't, I have a harder time reading books at the end of the night because what happens is I, I can read sometimes three or four pages of a comic book and that's great. I got, and I, I fall asleep and I don't forget anything. And if I do, I can go back and I can look at the pictures a lot of times to jog my memory. Other times I get sucked in and I read, you know, seven issues of something. Um, but I like it because it's telling me like a, a deeper story a lot of times. Um, that's what I have a tendency to kind of look for in comics. This was, it's a, it's kind of a, it's exactly how we described him. He's kind of bumbling um, and things happen around him. Um, but it was the same you know, he dispatches three different brothers of a warlord, like, you know, in very, con not contrived, but they're tropes, basically tropes yeah. of how he defeats them and stuff. So it was interesting. Again, I think it's, I think it has its place. I also think it being, um, it's not, it's not dated, but it just, it didn't, I didn't jump all over it. Uh, it's good. It was good though. It was funny uh, at it, times. Yeah. It comes it comes across to me, and again, I haven't really read any of it, but just from what I know of it, and and you know, looking into it for the somebody's that we did, it feels like it's. I'd probably liken it to like junk food. You know what I mean? It's 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 probably enjoyable, and you you'll have a good time with it, but it's not. In the end, it's probably not giving you anything you you know you really need. It's not it's not not giving you a lot of nutritional value, but it's um but it's still enjoyable. You know? Yeah, it so. was. It yeah, it was definitely enjoyable. It just wasn't. It's I I didn't jump in um and go get another kind of right issue like because right some, sometimes you will you'll 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 go all in on like um certain things that we read you'll just you know next oh yeah time we talk next time you'll be like oh I've read all eight volumes or whatever so right because like I said I like I like reading things um and that's and that's what kind of comics let me do now more than kind of books. I have a tendency to listen to books and read comics. Um, and that's why I really do look for ones that have a lot of like good story. So oftentimes it's the, you know, it's the writer that draws me in, but I, uh, but I need an art style that goes along with it as well. So when yeah. you get good artists and good writers that jump in together, that's awesome for me. Yeah. I hear yeah. that for sure. All right, All right what, so I uh, have I have still continued to read. Um, now I did. So part of the problem that I run into, and it's my own fault, is I can't always when I borrow stuff from Comicsology, it doesn't always re remember what I when after I return it what I read, um, and sometimes I forget that before I uh, before I delete them. Uh, oh, so yeah. I'm just trying to flip real quick through. All right, so that was April. That wasn't much. All right, May. All right, here we go. May. So, new Moon Knight series came out. This is another new Moon Knight series. Yes. I didn't even know. Uh, who's the, what's the creative team? Uh, this is. It's actually part of uh, an Avengers storyline. Oh, okay. 
Um, let me bring up our stuff about it here. So this is Moon Knight versus the Avengers. So it's technically Avengers number 33. Oh, okay. uh, written by Jason Aaron. Uh, oh, okay. Arts Javier uh, Garon. Here's the tagline. Uh, Moon Knight versus the Avengers. Mummies are rising from their graves. Secret armies march by moonlight. From Kun Alun to Wakanda to Greenwich Village, a dark god invades Asgard, and Moon Knight has unleashed has been unleashed as never before. So begins the age of Khonshu. So fall the Avengers. Um, it's Why actually am I not good. reading that? <laughs> uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it's super cool. I don't want to spoil anything more than that. It's really good. So it's technically Avengers 33, but it's all it's a Moon Knight storyline. He's the cover. You know what I mean? So nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm in, I'm in for that. Yeah, I've been so doing better one, about actually. I know a lot of times I say that sounds great. I'm going to read it, and then I never follow up. But I've been doing better with that, as we'll talk about when we get to my pull list. But, all right. Uh, <laughs> All right, so some others here. Um, so DC is doing this thing called Digital Firsts. Um, so I don't know if they're like shorter issues and stuff, um, but they had uh, some Swamp Thing on there. Um, oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, there's some of the worst Swamp Thing stories I've ever read. Oh, that's uh, disappointing. It, Swamp Thing's so tough because it's a – You've, you've got a really high bar, obviously, set by Alan Moore with what he did back in the 80s, and it's a it's a tough character to do anything with. So if he's done well, he can be amazing, but if he it, – it's almost like there's no middle ground. I think there's there's probably a lot of bad Swamp Thing stories out there. Yeah. Um, there's one kind of good part to the story that I really can't talk about because it will ruin the whole, the whole thing, but – um yeah um it's the whole like there's a corporation out there and he's fighting the corporation oh yeah that's re- yeah. rehashing the same type of stuff yes yeah uh, that's too bad so, so that one so i was excited that there was new stuff but there that wasn't that great um so there was a lull one week so i bought three volumes of elseworlds oh, uh yeah. Uh, for um, kind of the Justice League Elseworlds. Um, w- one or two of I had already read, but these were like collected ones. They were different than when we were reading those Batman ones before. So these were pretty, these are pretty good. I'm now trying to remember where was the one? There were some really, really good ones in here. Is the um, nail in there? The, the nail's really good. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, but the Superman ones are my favorites, I think. Um, so, and, but there's an awesome one with Wonder Woman, uh, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, um, The Flash, um, Martian the Manhunter, uh, and Hawkman in the Wild West uh, oh. uh, against. Um, uh, He's going to be the villain in the new Wonder Woman uh, movie. Um, well, Cheetah's in it. But no, no, the guy, uh, Max, uh, um, not Maximilian. Is that his name? Oh, I can't remember his name. He's like uh, like he's like a wealthy businessman type yeah, guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's um, tied to Blue Beetle. Um, yeah, as well, yeah. But he, he, wasn't he 
killed off in like one of the crossovers back a while ago. I'll look it up. Maximilian something. It's I know who you're talking about. Uh, Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord. There you go. There we go. Yeah, that's who it is. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. We got Sorry, that. Uh, that, that <laughs> took me there. Um, oh, there was also a Teen Titans story in there that I completely skipped, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, oh, so uh, TKO Studios. Um, it's a new smaller studio. Um, I talked about them a little bit last month. They did that story about the Russian sniper girls, uh, Sarah. Uh, this past month, I read Sentient by Jeff uh, Lemaire, uh, who you're going to hear me talk a lot more about. Um, it actually just got nominated for a couple of awards. It's a really interesting story of uh, a colony ship a disaster that happens and then kind of what, what happens after that. But it's, 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 it's good. Uh, It's kind of dark, uh, but it's good. Um, And then TKO did another one called seven deadly sins to cowboy one. That's really dark, uh, but it was fun. Um, And let's see, I think that's, um, and then I had some more from June. So let's see. Which ones of these ones do I want to mention? Oh, Ex Machina. So this is a storyline. It's Vertigo Comics. Uh, It's Brian K. Vaughn, um, who did Why the Last Man. Um, It's modern day world. There's like a Batman-like character. Um, He, Vigilante, he does have a little bit of superpowers, um but basically like the government's like just stop being a vigilante and he's like okay uh and then he like runs for mayor of new york and stuff like so it's really it's like it's much again it, it's one of those things where there's a cool comic like story but i'm like i'm reading a lot um so th- that one that one has been kind of fun um and there's a bunch of other ones scattered in there but a lot of my regular ones just haven't been published yet um so i'm i'm kind of waiting um a couple did come out yesterday deadpool um came out but i haven't had a chance to read that yet uh but they just so some of them are starting to get back onto schedule i think nice so okay and there's some other stuff in there too but that's enough for now okay all right i had a couple things i wanted to talk about uh we'll start with the one i'm most excited about and we, we keep it PG here, so I will censor myself, but I'm going to say I freaking love Rat Queens. <laughs> I love I love Rat Queens so much. Oh, it's so that was a, such a great recommendation. I read that first volume, and that one was free on Comixology if you have Unlimited. And then I immediately bought volume two and read that, volume three. I don't even know how many volumes there are. I think I'm on four now, but um Oh, you went past me. I did volume two. I didn't do three, I don't think. Okay, yeah. So I, I absolutely love it. I love I love the characters, I love the the tone because it's incredibly it's very funny. There's there's a lot of really it's incredibly violent. It's um it's it's definitely uh R rated. There's there's some sexual stuff in there too, but it's just the the whole way it's presented I just love. I just think it's I think it's fun. It's a ton of fun. I've already recommended it 
uh, to a bunch of people and, and several several people have already written me back, texted me back or whatever and said <laughs> said I love this. I, I bought a bunch of it. So yeah, that was a that was a great recommendation. It's um you know, like I was I was telling our buddy Dan, Dan and I've been texting a lot uh, about comics recently and uh, specifically what I'm what I'm reading. Um oh excellent mute skills, Andy. <laughs> Oh, people won't be able to see that, but that was a good, good, uh, good couple of coughs or sneezes. I'm not even sure what. It was, was a giant sneeze. <laughs> it was funny because you you did it so perfectly. I just watched you do it silently, just this massive sneeze silently, and it was funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, Dan and I have been going back and forth, and he was like, "Oh, Rat Queen sounds like you're probably Rat Queen's probably gonna be a little much for you," because I know he didn't like the gore and stuff from uh, uh, Lock and Key, so. You know, if that type of stuff isn't, you know, and it's not, it, this one's, it's kind of done comically, but it's still, it's still, you know, very graphic. So if that type of stuff doesn't, you know, if you don't like that type of stuff, then I'd say stay away from it. But I mean, just from a, a humor standpoint, it's really good. The characters are very well developed. Uh, the main characters, there are recurring characters that are just side characters that are, that are funny. Like that guy, Gary, that everybody seems to not like for some reason, there's some really funny stuff with this, like just side character, but the whole setting, if you love D and D uh, and you're not bothered by like the, um, you know, the gratuitous stuff, uh, then I would absolutely recommend rat Queens. Cause I've, I've just absolutely fallen in love with that. Yeah. The, the, the fact that they're literally in a town where they're given adventures, like just like you would in D and D, that seem ridiculous, MMO. right? Right, yeah. like that seem ridiculous. Um, but that's the one thing I really liked about the writing is it turns out there's a reason behind why you're getting some of these random kind of adventures and stuff. Like, um, and that was that did make it fun. Uh, I appreciated some of that. Yeah, like I said, I wasn't sure after the first volume, how I felt about how some of the characters were drawn. Um, they were given them, you know, well-developed and strong personalities, but it was definitely drawn in a way to kind of uh, emphasize uh, the female form. Um, but the more I read it, it, it it's, it's less, that's just, how he decided to draw them he's not necessarily drawing attention to that in the writing um they actually switch artists um at some point too between volumes they switch art and it's noticeable not in a bad way but i was immediately like oh this is a completely different artist oh it's so funny i never noticed that stuff yeah like that's yeah that's i'm not good at that type of stuff um that's interesting uh so in in my opinion the the writing stayed strong at least. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, I just, I really like it as a big D and D fan and, and just the, the humor. And I, I appreciate the, like it's an all female adventuring party and they have kind of rival adventuring parties, which is really cool. And it's just, um, I just think it's fun. And there's some, I had some laugh out loud, you know, funny moments with, uh, with reading it, which doesn't happen a ton in comics for me. So I just, I just really like it. So, um, yeah, definitely. That was a, that was a great recommendation. Uh, the other thing that I have been reading is I mentioned last time that I received uh, from a neighbor who was just going to toss some comic books out. I got uh, a big chunk of G.I. Joe comics that happened to 
kind of pick up where I stopped collecting, which was around, I'm going to say around issue probably 85 to 90, somewhere around there is when I stopped collecting G.I. Joe. So now that I have these, I I want to read them because I've never read them. I don't have the trades or anything for those issues. I've literally never read the last, whatever it is, 60 or so issues of, of the original G.I. Joe run at Marvel. So I decided I wasn't going to start back at issue one because those early comics, probably especially those first 20 issues of G.I. Joe, I've read probably no less than 10 times each. Maybe not as many for the – those first five issues are a little slow. And our buddy Dan – Dan's getting a lot of airtime today, Dan Roberts is. But Dan uh, Dan picked up the first volume. He's He's got Comixology now. And I told him, I said, I said, there's some good – issues in the first 10 like six and seven with the october guards cool uh stuff like that i said but the series takes off around issue 10 and um so he's been reading along and he he he's liking it but yeah he said the same thing he's like you're right he's like once it gets to 10 you start to get some awesome stuff because you get into we did volume two on on the show that's where you get the whole sierra gordo thing with snake eyes and dr venom and quinn that's a phenomenal storyline there's tons of great stuff in there anyway i didn't want to go back way back and start from the beginning so i went to around issue 60 something and i don't know how far along dan's gonna get if he's gonna keep going so i won't spoil anything but there's a point where uh there starts to be a rift between cobra commander and Serpentor, and then Destro's also kind of like a third thing. So there's like a whole thing going on with Cobra. So I was like, I'll, I don't remember much of that. So I'm going to pick up there and go from there. And I've read probably, let's say I started issue 60. I'm probably somewhere in the 70s now. So I'm getting close to where I've never read before. So that's been kind of fun because I don't remember those stories as well. So it, it's kind of like rediscovering those, and then I'm going to get to stuff I've never read. So I've, I've really been enjoying doing that with G.I. Joe. And because they're issues that I've owned literally since they came out, I'm not – I take them out on the porch or I go – you know what I mean? I go – you know, I go sit out on the on the deck, and I, I'm not worried about bagging and boarding them. I literally take a stack of five and go somewhere where it's comfortable <laughs> and, and sit and read for a while. So, so that's been a ton of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, that's really what I've been what I've been reading is those two, and um, you know, nothing actually current. I do still have you know the Conan issues I picked up and Star Wars and stuff, which I will get to, but um, just just haven't. That's not kind of been what's uh, what's been piquing my interest lately so well and there hasn't again i've been going back through older stuff and and a lot of this stuff i've been reading is you know they're like traits they're you know collections because there just isn't a lot of kind of new stuff out there um like like i said seven deadly sins and sentient from tko those are those are traits they're not single issues they're written as they're written as trades so that's been that's been those were kind of nice to read um and that's you know going back and getting all those elseworlds you know that's all that's mostly trade stuff so sure single issues are and again i get it like we i want you know the the local comic store to exist so i get not just releasing them on digital um i i don't mind waiting i like again if i I would never have space for the amount of comics I buy. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for me. Are we good uh, to close? I think so. I All think right. so. Let's move on. Lord Aku, 
The samurai has escaped our clutches once again. You have failed me again, my daughter. If the foolish samurai has once again escaped, then you shall be banished. Dad, you need to chill out. It's time to go on a Geek Nation tour. A what? A Geek Nation tour, where they have tours of Middle Earth, feudal Japan, and even a Star Trek tour. No, we must capture the... Wait, did you say Star Trek tour? Yep. To geeknationtours.com! It is entitled, Naturan de Manto, roughly translated, Book of the Dead. The book is bound in human flesh and inked in human blood. All right, welcome to Read This, where we discuss a trade paperback or a storyline or something like that that we would like for you to read along with us. Or maybe after we talk about it, it uh, maybe interests you enough to go out and and check it out. This time out, it was my pick, and I have a feeling Andy did not enjoy this one. Uh, And I'm going to be honest, this one was a little bit of a slog. I, I, I had a hard time with this one, too. But it was the... The classic storyline from the teen, the new Teen Titans by uh, Marv Wolfman and George Perez, uh, a very highly regarded creative team, and it was the Judas Contract, which um, I had never read, and I, I'm big on going back and trying to check out those kind of well-regarded uh, storylines or, or ones that are known to be, uh, you know, milestones or significant within comics. So this was one I was very interested. In. Has Deathstroke the Terminator? Who I like a lot. Um, I like a lot of the Teen Titans characters. I knew this was the origin of of Dick Grayson transitioning from Robin to Nightwing. Uh, that said, it was it was really slow. It was really slow. Um, so, so here's the thing: is it is overall an awesome story. Like it is a really good story. It, it has some awesome things in there. It's got. You know, Kid Flash retiring. It's got Robin transitioning to Nightwing. It's got the like the backstory uh, for um, for Deathstroke. We get his for origin. Deathstroke, like which was really good. But then there are sections that I'm just like, is this section going to end? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like someone at DC decided not to edit this. <laughs> There is a yeah. panel, or there's a two-page panel with, with uh, what is it, Baron Blood? Um, Brother Blood, yeah. Brother is Blood, is it who gets, I, can't, I can't, already can't remember. <laughs> who's who's on, who's on TV? Like, there's some like government panel or something. It's so confusing as to what's actually happening there. Yeah. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 15, 20, tw- over two pages. There are 21 panels. Like, <laughs> it's like, it, it's going all over the place. Like, I'm just like, what is happening? So I read this whole thing twice because the first time <laughs> I skipped such big sections because I was like, I can't. There are like, yeah. and you know, I've even just admitted, like, I really like reading, but this is like, I was getting whiplash with all the panels. Like I yeah. use guided view and it's just like, I do too. I was going to say you, assume, you notice that so much with guided view because it's like this little sliver, this little sliver, this little sliver. I was like, how many freaking panels are on this page? Right, right, right. There's, and that's only, that's like one. There's one that had <laughs> 21 panels and there are other things in here. Like, like poor beast boy. 
Like, oh yeah, he's he's like, very he's poorly a, characterized in this. Oh my god, he's like he's taken advantage of. Like he's he's portrayed as like just like every other Teen Titan is a well like is a well adjusted maturing team like you have they're all their storylines are advancing them to the point he can't even sit still for a tutor like like i'm like what come on this is yeah. ridiculous like yeah and he's I'm, all amped up sexual energy and yeah it's it's yeah but no, is he you. like that's the thing is i can't tell if he is or if he's just like a goofy 12 year old like he's not like I think it's, it's both. not i think he's like 13 right. 14 and he's like yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but you're right. Overall, there, there's a ton of great stuff. I actually it, but it was just so sporadic. It would be like the, the whole summoning of Brother Blood, like that ritual. That was really cool. It's like, oh, this is going to be really cool. And then he's hardly even used, you know, and, and, and the funny thing is, too, they kind of portray him as like, oh, he's this good character within this country that's got like a corrupt leader or whatever. But it's like. Wait a minute, this guy that you you think is being helpful and and good for you, the people of this country. His name's Brother Blood. His <laughs> his main like his right hand person is a woman named Mother Mayhem. It's like ah, that's not tipping anybody off. <laughs> well, it's like one of those things where we're like, hey, how can we kind of say that DC supports what the U.S. government is doing like uh, in South America? Oh, you know what we'll do? We'll have this puppet government that nobody likes. We can't. The Teen Titans can't go in and fight them. Like we'll have Baron Blood and his cult in there, and I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't yeah. understand what's happening. Yeah, there was and a lot of weird stuff. The Teen Titans. It is so tropey how easily they are captured and then instantly escape. Capture, yeah. instant escape. Capture, instant escape. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm it's just like, um, without getting too much into it, like, like essentially Robin, who has become Nightwing now, manages to avoid being captured by Deathstroke, and then oh, he. Oh, no, up... I'm talking about before this with the oh, ba- with Mister with Bloody there with like, Brother Blood, yeah, 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 yeah because Baron Blood has right. convinced I... everybody that like like he's a good guy and like and it's this corrupt like South American dictatorship that's like <laughs> rough on the dude. people. And they don't even bother to like come up with anything. It's just like North American Banana Republic. (laughs) All right, okay, that's we get it. But yeah, it's yeah, it's it's got a lot of stuff. And one thing that I found interesting was that there was no mystery as to who the traitor was. Like we knew the entire time that it was Terra, and I, I found that to be interesting because i don't think i knew that that was the case you know knowing about what the judas contract was about that someone from within betrays them and everything i don't i don't think i ever realized that so that was kind of interesting to see almost right off the bat that we know that she's working with deathstroke which again is why this is a good story it's just filled with like bizarrely long sections that do nothing to advance the storyline like um so but yeah that was i thought that was super cool like because you're just waiting when is when is the the reveal gonna happen um the other thing too is if you've never read teen titans before it's not hard to understand cyborg it's not hard to understand nightwing or stargirl or um wonder woman's sister which i always forget that's who that is <laughs> yeah 
Raven is nearly impossible to figure out. Like, well, and she has very little to do in this, also. Yeah, she gets knocked out a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, they. It's almost like, it's almost like they understand that with her powers, she should be able to figure this out, and they try and find ways to kind of misdirect you so that you're not thinking. Yeah, I, I feel like Raven would know what's going on. You know, you know, so I, based on her powers alone. So, yeah, it's it's a little it's almost no. like a, a bit of a like misdirection to to kind of sweep that under the rug. Now, I thought she was she's human, right? Yeah, I just I don't completely know what her deal is. But, yeah, I believe I believe she's human. Yeah, because she's not drawn like a human. The alien looks more human than she does. <laughs> That's true. Like, I'm just like, I don't understand what's happening here at all. Um, and there's one point where, oh, I, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting Wonder Woman's sister's name. Um, it's, uh, is it Donna Troy? That's Donna Troy. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're back they at call her, her. like one, I think it's Wonder Girl. Is, yeah, they're back at her photo studio. And for like half a minute, I was like, who, who is this person? Like, <laughs> like, like they start chapter four and I'm just like, Wait, who is? Oh, she's not that's, costume. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think that. Like, I think they even drew the face different. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, I don't even know who this is. Like, I can tell everyone else's character. I'm just like, who is this photographer? Like, what are we doing here? And who is this creepy older guy that she's with? Like, yeah, there's, yeah. Yeah. But again, that that's. Was, no, go was, ahead. So speaking of creepy older guys, we so Tara who is like faking out the Teen Titans and, and infiltrating her way in for over a year. This happens. who is apparently 16 is having some sort of relationship with Deathstroke. Who's no. I think they make it very clear that Deathstroke is, she is an apprentice much like Robin is to Batman. No, but at one point she even says like she calls them lovers. Like she, she like, does. He, I think he plays that down quite a bit. Okay, I don't because there's a massive age difference there. It's yeah. very, very creepy. Uh, but um, yeah. So there's a this one was a weird one because I, like I said, I think it was a little tough to get through all of it. And plus, it's one of those trade paperbacks where it's like, hey, here's the Judas contract. That's only four issues, and then they throw in like another four issues of lead up. So, and and you kind of need it, but at the same time, like I, I bet if you just looked at the four issues themselves, I bet it's probably a pretty tight little story uh, as is. But there's just so much extra leading up to it that I think it feels bloated. Yeah, it's um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, it's almost like they they thought they need to fill fill in stuff but and again when they fill in Deathstroke's backstory that's awesome that part's yeah. actually really good it's that yeah. part to me is well written and how uh night uh nightwing figures out you know how deathstroke has captured the other titans yes that was that the was the way well that is written is so good like that is um it's it's very detective like it's very yes. Batman like um, and they're making him his kind of own Batman. Um, and I really, really liked it. But then Deathstroke's son's powers are weird. Yeah, Jericho. Um, 
I, yeah, he can kind of take over people's bodies, but then they can kind of reclaim control after a amount of, it's, it's not very well defined. <laughs> okay. I'm okay with that. Like, you know, Professor X has done that. Jean Grey has done that. There's been plenty of people that use their mind to control other people. His body disappears. <laughs> yeah, that is, although it's convenient. <laughs> but yeah. It's too convenient. Ian. <laughs> like, it is too convenient. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Like, um, it's a form of like astral possession where his body takes on like an astral form and possesses the person. And it's like he's controlling them, but they still get to think. But he can sometimes talk with their voices. I'm yeah. just like, I was like, this is going to be awesome when you guys infiltrate the bad guy's base. Because, oh, right. that's exactly what you're doing. All right. Like, yeah. yeah. But I'm just like, what is happening here? Yeah, and that was kind of a little a little easy, too, because I had started to talk about it before. The Like Nightwing and, and Jericho, essentially there's like – two guards outside that they dispatch easily. Suddenly they're inside. They're able to, to, and conveniently all the acolytes are wearing robes so they can, (laughs) they can infiltrate that way. So yeah, it was a pretty, pretty simple, um, (laughs) you know, some pretty simple infiltration job. But once the Teen Titans are freed and you get kind of the big battle scene with Deathstroke and everything. It's really good. There's some there's some really good stuff in there, but it's just it's the, I I think the bottom line is there's just a ton of filler that unfortunately you know kind of can take away from the impact of the good stuff because there is a lot of good stuff in the in these stories, but there's so much stuff that's just it's just, uh, it's just needless filler. It feels like so. Is it? I want uh, a comic that's about Deathstroke's wife, uh, Jericho's mom, because yeah, she she's was kind of a badass. super badass. <laughs> yeah, she trained yeah. Deathstroke. Like, I want to know more about her. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, oh, and I, I knew it was gonna happen. I was gonna be like, oh, this is so dumb. Like, she's training him, and she falls in love with him. Like, I was like, you couldn't, you couldn't let her continue to be like the strong woman and have it just be like, like a mutual thing where they fell in love with each other. No, she fell in love with him first. I know, I know. But I knew like, (laughs) I knew like five pages before how that story was going to end. And I was like, oh, you're taken away from this badass woman who I literally just saw shoot a gun over her shoulder while wearing heels and a skirt. Like, <laughs> like, like, I was just like, what? This like, yeah, she's wearing heels and a skirt during that, like that whole, that entire time on the military base. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. not just a skirt, but heels. And a skirt. Just like, yeah. Oh, you're going to kill me here. Aren't you? Sure enough. I couldn't help fall in love with him. I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, I mean, overall, then, wait, wait, then there's the story of the old British man. Oh yeah, that's yeah, Wintergreen. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, all right. But it's like, why is this? What is it like? Yeah, like there's this story of like a like military it's officer. Almost like an Alfred, Alfred uh, Pennyworth. Almost like a. It's very similar. To... It it is similar, but like it's this whole thing where there's like an incompetent officer, like, and that's like how. You know, that's how their relationship formed and stuff. I was like, this is so weird. Like, you could have cut that down to, like, he saved my life in Vietnam and done one <laughs> right. panel. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I didn't need to know about the incompetent officer that was in Korea was also in Vietnam. I was like, oh, what? What? <laughs> This guy, like this idiot officer, is following you around, like through the service. You're not even in the American branch of the service. You're you're a British special forces guy. Like, how is this American officer such a thorn in your side? Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, overall, I'm glad we read it because I I had always wanted to. Oh yeah. But um, yeah. It was. It's it's definitely a product of its time and uh. You know, there's a lot of a lot of superfluous stuff, but but a lot of good stuff too. So I'm oh, overall, yeah. like I said, I'm I'm glad we read it. But yeah, it was um <laughs> there was some parts that were tough to get through. Uh, the machine that's holding the Titans too is so easy. <laughs> it is. It's so yeah. It's crazy. It's got like um uh, yeah it, it pieces like arms coming off that they're strapped to, and yeah, it's it's very much out of a Bond, a rejected Bond villain <laughs> type of. And it's uh, like the center of this hive that like yeah. is like I get it, they're the hive or whatever like, but I'm just like this is the most ridiculous looking machine I have ever <laughs> seen. Like I was like what this. Like, it's what, like, it's a machine that I expect to see in an issue of Deadpool now making fun of machines <laughs> like that. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but again, the parts of this that were good were really, really good. Yeah. It's just that the parts that were kind of bad were, like, long. Yeah, yep, yep, I agree. So, all right. I'm, well, glad, we, I'm glad we read it. Um, it is not one that I probably would have read on my own. Um, so I'm glad you, you recommended it. Um, that, that made it a lot, a lot easier for me. (laughs) Good. All right. Speaking of recommendations, it is your turn to pick. What have you got for us for next month? Okay. We're going to, so I don't know if it was Dan or someone else, uh, that recommended Dan Roberts this. needs his own cha-ching noise. Yeah, yeah. For all the, all right, for uh, the publicity he's getting. <laughs> I don't even know what would be a Dan problem. Roberts trademark. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I think it, I think it might have been Dan Roberts trademark uh, that suggested uh, Black Hammer. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I don't remember who re- who recommended that, but yeah, I do remember somebody mentioned. So that so I mentioned before that I've been reading a lot of stuff by Jeff Lemire. Or Lemire. It's L E M I R E. Yeah, it might be Lemire. Lemire. He's Canadian, so that would make sense. Oh yeah. Uh, so this is uh, it's available on Comixology. Cha-ching. Uh, it's Black Hammer Volume One: Secret Origins. Okay. All right. Black yep. Hammer Volume One. All right. That sounds cool. All right. Because he there's another one by him that I might just read because I don't know if I'm gonna be able to save it for read this, um, but we'll see, we'll see. Okay, all right. So that sounds good. That is what we will do for next month. Will be Black Hammer Volume One. And please don't make the super suit green or animated. All right, welcome into the Somebodies, where we discuss a comic book character that you may or may not know. And this time out, this was someone I did not know. So this was Andy's pick. And Andy, who have you got for us this time? So I picked a character called Century. So the last couple months uh, have been slow, like I mentioned before, with new issues. So what will happen is like weird stuff will pop up 
as either being like re-released or will pop up on like Comixology Unlimited or just in different places. So this wasn't on Comixology Unlimited, but it's by um, the writer is someone that I like a lot. It's Dan Abnett. Um, so I wanted to to check it out, and it's this is a single issue so it's 50 pages with with the comicsology discount it was a dollar 69 it's a dollar 99 other than that um this was written back in 96 um and it's called century distant sons so this is a standalone story about the character century so i was like wait this is a character in the Marvel universe who got his own little story. I'm like, who is this guy? So it turns out he was part of force works, which was, do you remember the old Iron Man cartoon? Yep. The live action cartoon centuries in it. He's that old oh, really? British. He's that old British looking dude. Huh? I would not have remembered that. Yeah. No, I didn't either. So that's who that's who um, Century is. Um, so he's part of Forceworks, um, which in the Marvel comic universe is what comes out of like when West Coast Avengers dissolves and Iron Man wants a group that will kind of do a little bit more than the Avengers will. So we'll you know we'll be a little bit more aggressive. So rather than stopping terrible things from happening they want to prevent terrible things from happening so they want to be a little bit more uh proactive gotcha. right so century apparently is an alien he was the genetic creation of a hundred of the minds of a hundred and strongest survivors of an alien race that was basically being wiped out so that's why he's called century because a hundred people were used to create him um and according you, to Wikipedia, his lifespan was also capped at 100 years. <laughs> it, could, it could be, uh, but I don't even know. It seems that he's he can go kind of further than that. So he ends up on Earth during one of the Cree Earth Wars, joins you know Force Works for a little while there. Uh, but his whole the standalone, which is super interesting, is all about him trying to get revenge on the basically the 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 people that wiped out his world he's been bought and sold into like slavery he's been used as a hunter um i don't actually want to give too much away about the century distant sun storyline because it's a really good story uh but suffice to say it was it's one of those characters where you know his time in force works i don't even know like if they like he doesn't have that many superpowers like but he ends up being able to do things like teleport through interdimensional to space he's a really good hand-to-hand combatant um you know better than average human strength and agility endurance um but again it's it's this interesting idea where like there are characters out there in the marvel universe that you just like he was even on like a cartoon on TV and I still had never didn't remember this guy. Yeah. Like, yeah I had no idea. I went back and looked at some of the clips like from that Iron Man cartoon show. And sure enough, he was in it for a little bit like, but yeah, he, so again, 
his force work stuff, not as interesting, but that one-off issue, Century Distant Suns, written by Dan Abnett, is really good. It has um, a kind of a Guardians of the Galaxy type feel. Um, there's a bunch of misfits uh, in 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 that story. Um, there's a little bit of a mystery to it. There's you know there's a super like he definitely gets bested more than once in that comic story too. And I, I like that. I like, I like when the hero of my story is made to look bigger than life, but then gets his teeth kicked in um, <laughs> because that makes me want to root for him. It's, it's why I, that's why I don't usually like Superman because who he never gets it. He doesn't get his teeth kicked in enough um, <laughs> every once in a while, but um but yeah, so it was, there's not, like I said, he doesn't even get his own Wikipedia page. He doesn't really get a full yeah, page in Marvel. Yeah, you uh, sent me the link and it's like right in the middle of another page. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. But well, the fact that he like had been part of kind of an Iron Man team, he had been, he had made it to TV and I had never heard of him before, like really. And then I, but I randomly come across that comic and it was good. Like I like Dan Abnett's writing a lot of times. So yeah, a lot of people I, might know him from Warhammer 40,000 literature. Yeah. He's in a bunch of books for black library. Right. Um, <laughs> but he, he has a tendency to do kind of big space things. Well, cause he did a whole, he did a lot of the annihilation storyline stuff. So he, yeah, I think he does. He does some of that stuff really, really well. Um, yeah. So, oh, he did some of the original Death's Head stuff, or some Death's Head stuff too. And I yeah. talked about him in the past as well. So it's one of those things where, and but he wasn't created by. Um, I don't even remember if it says who he created. This says it was created by Abnet, but yeah, with with Andy Lanning and Tom Tenney. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm. but like I said, it's it's one of those things where, Oh, and then he also becomes part of the revengers too, which was, I forgot all about them. Um, that's like when, um, the Pims, Hank Pims junior. And, um, oh, the, what was the girl? Not wasp. Oh, what's her name? Now I forget. I'm gonna have to look it up, but they make their mat. They don't like how the new Avengers, what they're doing. They decide that they're going to, kind of try to stop um the yeah uh hope pym uh, oh right 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 um and henry pym jr she becomes red queen and he's big man because they don't yeah they don't basically like avengers next to the new avengers or something yeah i had to read some of that i didn't i didn't remember any of those stories so <laughs> but that yeah because that's all and that's not that was like 2011 so so they tried to bring him back, but yeah. Um, yeah. So again, total B-list character, but has an awesome one-off comic all his own. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. No, he's someone I, I hadn't even heard of, but that's, that's interesting that he's established enough that he was on the cartoon, the Iron Man cartoon and stuff, and kind of seems to have maybe within force works, it sounds like maybe wasn't able to shine, but that, that one shot you're talking about sounds really good. Yeah, the one shot was. It was good. Like, yeah, I have no interest in going back and looking at Forceworks because Forceworks is, it's like Iron Man, Moonraker, Scarlet Witch, Spider Woman, U.S. Agent, and uh, War Machine and Wonder Man. 
Um, and it's like a who's who of B-listers. There. I like <laughs> some Scarlet of them. I like Wit- a lot. No, I like a lot of those. I like I like War Machine. I I even like U.S. Agent. I like U.S. Agent sometimes. Um, but I, like I'm not I'm not even sure. I, like I could have picked Moonraker for this as well. Like I don't even know who. Yeah, that I don't is. know. I, I when you said that, I was like, I was like, is that even right? I was like, I don't even know who that is. Oh, maybe that's like yeah. That's just a quick list that was listed here. I don't know. But like that's like I guess there was a whole storyline where Kang the Conqueror. Um, possessed iron tony stark iron man like i didn't i don't know if i never read any of that storyline so yeah i don't know anything about that yeah hmm. well, all right <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah yeah check out um century distant suns it's two bucks on comiXology for 50 pages you can't go wrong yeah all right that sounds cool and with that, we have come to the end of another issue of Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. Uh, we had one question in the mailbag. Uh, it was uh, partially my fault. I, I didn't post it until like a day or two ago. So there wasn't time for many questions. But Jamie McKendry asked if I have made it to the end of my poll list yet. Uh, I think this uh, episode will answer that. That uh, no, I still have a big pile of current comics to read because I get distracted by other things that have been out for a while, including G.I. Joe, which has been out for... Uh, off the shelf like that particular series for many many years but um so no but that just means i have more things to read well you know with my new books which is which is funny ian because like you haven't gotten to your pull list your pull <laughs> list hasn't grown at all like whereas... it did kind of because it was that massive stack that i had that i didn't realize i had so i actually have a bunch of stuff to read i have a, a few conan issues and a bunch of star wars still so right so your stack didn't get bigger you just found it yeah well all right i guess that's, whereas i, guess I that's literally it. read <laughs> three volumes of elseworlds um and they're all <laughs> over a hundred pages yeah. i've been, no, reading, I've this been th- reading though i read a bunch of gi joe and i read like three volumes of rat queens oh that's true that's and true. judas contract twice um yeah i think people if people have been listening to this show for 31 episodes they they know that my my pull list stuff is going to be all over the place because I get distracted and I get into I get sucked into stuff and you know sometimes it's current stuff and sometimes it's really old stuff and yeah so that's oh well you 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 definitely carry the load when it comes to current stuff in the pull list so I yeah but I, and well yeah and, and my problem too is I don't there's very few like mainstream storylines that I follow like all the stuff that's in my subscriptions are like are way out there like. Like, I just found a new one called Join the Future, um, another cool one, Adventure Man, Decorum, Excellence, um, Undiscovered Country, uh, Bitter Rot. Hey, did you ever read Project Superpowers? No. So this is, I just bought, so it's Dynamite. Um, it's written by Jim Kruger, but all the and Alex Ross, and then Alex Ross does all the art. Um, oh, even the interiors? Really, yeah. Oh, wow. Cause, yeah, usually he's uh, a covers guy. Yeah, he might. Well, no, there's another one, Steven Sadowski. But I think he. it looked like some of the pictures on the inside were him as well, too. So, so this is, you know, it, it's basically, it looks a lot like Astro City. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's, all, that's always okay with me. Yeah. Huh. All right. 
that's this has yeah, been the pull, pull list part two. Yeah. No, I haven't read those yet. These are oh, yeah, these are okay. all these are in my pile. These are in my read pile. <laughs> okay. Oh, plus I got all of the rest of the volumes of the boys that I didn't own. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I was talking about getting distracted and stuff, and before I mentioned watching the the comic tropes videos and he did one on suicide squad and i own that original run of suicide squad and it made me made me think oh man i think i only read like the first 10 issues i should go back and read some of those so so that could definitely happen because i dug them out so i I just get distracted but i think here's the thing i think you reading new stuff that's a little outside the mainstream is good because there's a ton of po- podcasts out there that are talking about Batman and Spider-Man and Superman and stuff like that. And the, that's, you know, the, and those, I love those characters. They're, you know, and they're never going away, but, you know, we're kind of doing our own thing. And, and so I think there's definitely a value to, to your tastes and, and the stuff that you read, because I think you, I think you turn a lot of people onto stuff that they wouldn't have otherwise, uh, you know, given a look. So that's, that's, <laughs> although it's funny because then sometimes I'm like, what what like what is a good Superman for me to read or what is a good, <laughs> good Green Lantern for me to read like so I'm I always look for I'm still looking for some of those as well in fact what was the one there was one oh the Omega Men have you the end is here um that's from 2016 um it's it's a White Lantern um it was Kyle Rayner who was a Green Lantern at one yes, point. I'm pretty was, sure. Yeah. So, so, but that's like the problem with that is that's a twelve dollar, you know, uh, purchase. You know, yeah. to get that because it's Omega Man one through twelve. So I'm like, ugh, because it's gonna be good. It gets good reviews, but yeah. But yeah. when there's a lot of like, I'm already I'm getting a lot of cool stuff for almost not like for my subscription cost to comics on comiXology unlimited i have a tendency to to redo that plus if i ever don't have internet for like a month i have eight long boxes worth of comics downstairs (laughs) that i've never read yeah um Oh, speaking of Green Lantern, I, uh, I, this was amusing, uh, but only to the truest of comic book nerds. Uh, so I usually have a, you know, a glass of something with me when we podcast. Uh, this is my Green Lantern glass. It's pretty faded. He's, he's mostly gone at this point. Uh, but I had in my Green Lantern pint glass, uh, lemonade. So something yellow in the <laughs> Green Lantern <laughs> glass felt a little wrong. I, I, so I felt badly about that, but, um, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we've kind of meandered uh, to the end of another episode. We did. Uh, but, uh, but I had fun, as I always do. So thank you, Andy. I did, too. I did, too. This was a good one. Like I said, it's um, the, the lull in new comics has made me kind of broaden my horizons even more and start to pay more attention to, like, general comic book news as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to wrap things up. We hope you are being safe and healthy and uh, enjoying some comic books in in your extra time you have at home, maybe. And uh, hopefully we've inspired you to check some things out. And we will come back in another month, as we always do. Until then, it's a four-color world. We're just living in it.
This has been Hero Man and Sidekick Boy, a part of the Freebooters Network. Please check out our Facebook page and head to the Freebooters Forum to engage with us about the current episodes or about things you'd like to hear us talk about. And please check out our sponsor, Geek Nation Tours. Thanks so much for listening. 